0: Welcome to 2017, alright? Uh, this morning we're going to be talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's good to have all of us here in the auditorium, but also so many people watching this morning still kind of frozen, iced in their neighborhoods watching via live stream, so you might want to turn around and wave or something and say, how you doing brothers and sisters? Alright, you still awake? Alright. Without oatmeal and pancakes and everything that you're enjoying the service with, you know. So we'll we'll try to uh, not to give a nod to our live stream brothers and sisters that are uh, that are here with us in spirit and uh, dropping in on us this morning as well. And uh, our kids are still with us here in the auditorium. It's great to have you guys here. If you feel at all, parents, like. Uh, You want to get up and take a little stretch break and walk out in the lobby. You know, we've got sound out there. I know sometimes our babies say amen in the sermon because they're really fired up about it. Other times they're saying, I need a time out, and that's fine. You can take a little stroll into uh, the lobby. You can still hear what's going on in here. All right. Hey, kids, do you get any presents for Christmas? Anybody get some presents for Christmas? Okay. (laughs) Do you get what you wanted? You know, uh, lots of different uh, presents going on, Pokemon, Nerf guns. It amazes me, like uh, spending Christmas with my granddaughter, how a little eight-year-old girl can get so excited about 12 different colors of leggings, you know, and just going, going wild over it, you know. And my grandson, Sean, six years old, and I are kind of rolling our eyes in the background looking at all of this because we're waiting to open up some of the really good presents like the razors, you know. And then... There was was a gift that my grandson was eyeing. He had wanted a special souped-up Nerf gun because we'd been having some Southern California zombie wars, and we needed some more firepower. And so sure enough, he went for that gift, and he ripped it open, and there it was, a super-duper Nerf gun, automatic, semi-automatic. And we were getting ready for the epic battle, an epic battle of amazing proportions of the, 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 the grandparent zombies versus the grandkids, okay? And we were getting ready for battle. We ripped it open, and we started getting excited. You can see Sean getting so enthusiastic about it. And we had a little bit of problem getting the Nerf gun to engage. And we were looking at the directions and we noticed the dreaded batteries not included. And so there was a mad scramble around the house. we got to find some AA batteries. we got to find them. Where are they? Looking at every drawer. Why don't you have batteries? What's wrong with you? You're a lousy mom. You have no batteries here in the house. And then went on to a scramble to try to find a place that was open on Christmas morning. Well... We were unsuccessful that morning, but the good news is the Holy Spirit, your source of power for living in 2017, batteries are included. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. It's a gift, the indwelling gift that was promised for generations is yours if you become a disciple of Jesus Christ. It dwells within you. It's a power source. God has not given us a spirit of what? timidity, No, but a spirit of power and love and of self-control. The the, the spirit places us into the body of Christ. Uh, You don't need to ask For him to come into your life, if you're a disciple of Jesus, he is already there, and he said he will never leave. A promise all through uh, the teachings of Jesus in John, the last uh, few chapters in John, and of course in Matthew chapter 28. However, being filled with the Holy Spirit is not a once and for all experience, is it? There are many, although there's one gift when you receive it, There are many fillings of the Holy Spirit that take place in your life and my life. Let's look at our text. We'll just look at one primary text this morning, and that's in Ephesians chapter 5. Let's turn there together. How you doing, live screen, dream? You got any Bibles at home? (laughs) Open on up. Ephesians chapter 5. All right, enjoy your oatmeal and the word of God to nourish you. Here we go. Beginning of verse 15, chapter 5. Be very careful, then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best of uh, every opportunity. That's kind of what New Year's resolutions are about, kind of thinking about, I want to make wise choices and wise lifestyle decisions in 2017 to be wise, take advantage of the opportunities because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine. That only leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, with hymns, and spiritual songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. There is a very important aspect in our lives that is called discipleship. It's called commitment. It's devotion. It's Acts 2.42. After the early Christians were baptized and received that gift, it says they devoted themselves. They were committed to several things, fellowship, study of the word, a prayer they certainly were involved in sharing their faith and making an impact on a daily basis yeah commitment and devotion is important but not they didn't do this on their own power and neither can we they needed the power of God's spirit in them it was not just their own willpower but the power of God's Holy Spirit and it wasn't just the big guys We know in Luke chapter 4, it lets us know Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. We know in Acts chapter 4, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and he spoke the word of God powerfully. In Acts 13, Paul is filled with the Holy Spirit and has a major impact. And then also in Acts chapter 11, Barnabas is talked about as being a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and faith and large numbers were brought to the Lord. And so it goes on not just to see the big guys were filled with the Holy Spirit, but everybody was in Acts chapter 13 and 52, and all the disciples were continually filled with joy, a fruit of the Spirit, and uh, with the Holy Spirit. All right, question is, are we and will we be in 2017 as a North River Church and in your family and in your own personal walk with God, Will you and I be filled with the Holy Spirit and be filled with all of the things that come from that, living the Christian life with the batteries, enjoying the full measure? Let's take a little bit closer look at the text. Some of you are Bible scholars, right? Are you sort of, that's how you view yourself, okay? So you want us to throw a little bit of Greek in here, a little bit of background. I'm telling you, it's going to be un poquito, you know, not much, okay, but I'll throw, I'll throw a couple of things out in your direction, all right? A couple of quickies, okay, about this text in this verse. This is a command, number one. In the Greek language, it's in the imperative mode. That means it's something you go and do that is our responsibility to take care of. Every Christian is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If we're not, we're moving outside of God's will. It is in the present tense. That, that denotes continual action. Here's an example of it. You tell your kids, you know a snowstorm is coming, okay? And you tell your kids, you you need to go out and rake the leaves. We didn't pick up all those leaves, and we don't want to be slipping and sliding all over everywhere. And so, listen, before you get to play with your Nerf gun or try on all your leggings or, you know, check out your new cell phone, okay? You know, um, you got to go out and rake the leaves. And, okay, so your son and daughter, they're out there raking the leaves. And then all of a sudden, you you, you, you notice about two minutes later... There, you're not hearing any noise, and you go in, and your son's playing video games. He said, did you rake the leaves? I already raked it. I already did it. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, you went out there for, for two minutes to go do it. Get back out there and do some continuous action, okay? And to finish the job, it's to continually do this. And this is what is something we keep on doing. It's not a one-time event. It's not something uh, that is short-term. It's a continual thing. We need to be filled with the God Spirit again and again, the filling of the Holy Spirit is to be the normal way of life for a Christian. And then here's the interesting thing. It's in the passive voice. Some of you that know a little bit of English or other languages know they're active and passive. Active is go take out the trash, go rake the leaves, all right? It's something you do. It's action we're involved in. It's being devoted to the apostles' teaching, you know, and the fellowship of breaking of bread and prayer. It's what we do, it's our discipleship, it's our commitment, it's our obedience. But then there's a passive voice of a verb, which is here in Ephesians chapter 5, 15. It's in the passive voice. It does not say, fellow Christian, fill up yourself with the Holy Spirit. It's a passive voice, which means be filled. Allow ourselves to be filled with God's Spirit. To be filled means that the the filling is a work of God and not a work of ours. You go to a full-service gas station. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about, (laughs) but anybody remember a full-service gas station? you pull on up, and those magic words, as you roll down the window, and you roll it down, if you remember the old days, and they come up, and you say the words what? Fill Fill her up. And they know exactly what you mean. It means your gas tank is getting kind of empty, And you got a need and you want your car filled up with gas. It's called fillability. It's need plus desire. When your need to be filled with the Spirit becomes your great desire, you will be filled over and over again every time. Thank you for the amens from the infants. Amen. So, I'm not going to go into, if we had more time here, I'd go into the whole thing about in Luke chapter 11, where Jesus made it really clear, your heavenly father, you know, if you ask and you seek, you're going to receive, but you've got to keep on asking. And there was an example about the friend who knocks at midnight to talk about persistence, all right? But then there's the example of a father when his son asks for a piece of bread, doesn't give him a snake, but he gives him what he's asking for. And he says, therefore, in the same way, ask your heavenly Father, and he will give you what? Anybody remember? The Holy Spirit. Not just asking it in as your permanent gift, okay, but asking yourself to be filled and to be empowered. He will give it to us. He will fill us up. And and it's also a plural command. God wants every one of us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but do you think he wants the North River Church as a whole to be filled with the Holy Spirit? It is in the plural in this sense. and Okay, all of us together as a church in 2017, you guys, come on, be filled up with God's spirit so you can have the power to transform your group from a social club or a religious social club into a living body, dynamic body of Christ. We can't fill ourselves up with the Holy Spirit as a church or an individual. It's the work of God. And, this is very interesting, it's the work of God and to some degree the work of each other. Because right after it tells us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, he says to do this in our singing. Did you notice? Our speaking to each other, our singing, and our submitting to one another. In the next three verses, when we submit to each other, when we sing together, when we speak together, we help God fill us up. And that Holy Spirit, instead of a little bit of a, uh, you know, a a tiny, you know, little spark, can truly be, as Paul said to Timothy, fanned on into flame. You know, that's his. You guys notice how in some groups you walk in and and you guys visit around different churches, right? From time to time, different places, you know, through your life, different locations. And. uh, Sometimes you go in, and there is a buzz. Have you noticed? I think Wednesday night our all church midweek, even on a, on a cold night, there was a buzz that was going on. Now, we weren't buzzed, but we were filled. And when you're fia- filled, you get buzzed. This is amazing. Okay, I'm going to come back to that. The last point will be what the main point you know that we're doing is contrasting getting drunk with wine and being filled with the holy spirit we'll get back to that in just a minute but it is the difference as god's spirit fills up a group whether it's your campus ministry your teen ministry your young family's ministry the whole church you know at hand it, it is the difference between uh, a church being alive or dead both churches have the same bible They sing the same songs. They take the same communion. They got the same schedule of services. In many ways, they look very much alike. But one is dead. To use the biblical terminology, and one is alive. Can we say amen to that live stream? I mean, can you say amen to a TV? Wait till tomorrow night if you're an Alabama or a Clemson fan. There will be some people saying amen or something to a screen. And, you know, we're not telling you your style and your personality, but that's why in church sometimes you go, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, that's right, amen, you know, or whatever it is. Even Bob Keen was feeling the music this morning. Anybody notice that? Bob, Bob, Bob is feeling the music, you know, during those songs. Okay. Let's start wrapping up. Are you ready to be filled with the Holy Spirit in 2017? To be honest, some of us are and some of us aren't. You may not be totally ready yet, but you can get ready. This is a beautiful thing. and Let me just point out a couple of things that may help. There's one big thing that will inhibit this filling of the Holy Spirit in all of us. And you got to remember, the filling of the Holy Spirit, it's not just that you get fired up and loud and you start talking to more people about Christ. That naturally happens. But you're filled with what is the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, patience, peace, self-control. These are good stuff. This is all your New Year's resolutions. And it's the fruit of, filler up, batteries. Not trying to bootstrap this on our own. Okay, let's look at one other passage before we're done. And that's right there in Ephesians. It's chapter 4. It's just a few verses earlier. And then you get a a, a clue here about how to unleash the Holy Spirit. Because one of the problems is that not only we can be filled by the Holy Spirit... But did you know you can grieve the Holy Spirit and you can hurt the Holy Spirit? And when you hurt somebody and the Spirit is a somebody, I'm probably saying it too many times hit rather than he or she. You know, it's a person, okay? And you can hurt people and you can cause them to pull back or or, or to kind of, you know, retreat. And this is what the Bible says that our sin does. So this is a practical way and a great encouragement aside from, hey, stop that, okay, to letting you know when we stop sinning and we're more open about it and confess it, and some of us got some stuff we got to get off our heart and our chest and confess it to God and each other, then what happens, you're going to open yourself up more to be filled. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4 and in verse 25, okay? Now, you go to your translation that you normally use, N-I-V-N-A-S, Homan, or whatever, And I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read to you from the Message Bible, okay? You follow along with your words, and I'll just show you this rendering, okay, from the Message Bible. Here we go, verse 25. What this adds up to then is this. No more lies. No more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we're all connected to each other. When you lie to others, you're just lying to yourself. Go ahead and be angry, but don't sin. Don't use your anger as a fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Did you used to make ends by stealing? Well, no more. Get an honest job so you can help others who can't work. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps people. Each word you have is a gift. And don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Don't take such a gift for granted. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with each other. Sensitive, forgiving each other as quickly and as thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. That's some great advice, isn't it? And, it, it, you know, this is actually good news for you because you realize, you know, maybe one of the things why I'm not feeling close to God is i am actually been hurting him and hurting his presence in my life. The Holy Spirit, of course, is our direct connection to God. It even helps us in our prayers. It helps transform us to be more and more like Jesus. And it tells us when we sin and we continue to sin, and whether it's anger or bitterness or impurity or any of these things are outlined later in Ephesians chapter 5. Some of you are very familiar with what happens is you, 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 you hurt and you grieve God. This is, a, this is an interesting thing. I think it can open up some ideas, you know, for us. Love, God's love, is, is it conditional or unconditional? It is unconditional, God's love. But a relationship with him and in being close to him is conditional on a, abiding in Christ, remaining in divine, not grieving the Holy Spirit. Uh, I if, feel if, if, if you marry people, if you're, if you're trying to get get onto this, uh, you know what I'm talking about all of a sudden it gets cold on that couch okay you love your wife she loves you but all of a sudden whoa we are not feeling close right we're in the same house in the same couch maybe in the same bed but we are not close and you can get that fixed on up right how about this you feel close to god this morning? We can be just as close to God as we want to be, ultimately. But here's the thing, sin, okay, what it does, it's not just a, oh, you broke the rules, bad boy, bad girl, into your room. You hurt somebody. You hurt your wife, brothers. You know, it's not going to be close right now. Now, here's the great news. God is slow to anger and quick to forgive. Unlike maybe somebody else in your family. I don't know. You know, we have lots of family members. But this is beautiful in that it may take a little bit of while to fall out the iciness in a relationship. Whether it's between brothers and sisters, husband and wife, moms, dads, whatever. With God and the Holy Spirit, it can happen so quickly. He doesn't want to stay angry. But let's be open and honest and confess it and talk about it. Okay? I, I was just like really encouraged. I was calling and just talked to a brother a few days ago, he's a good friend of mine. He's a little bit older guy, younger than me, but in his 50s. And, and, and I said, hey, hey, bro, how are you doing? How's it been? I haven't talked to you since the holidays. And immediately he said, you know, I, I struggled a little bit. I struggled a little bit with some TV, you know, yesterday where some stuff came on and I didn't turn it off quick enough. That's the first thing out of his mouth. And that's integrity. And I said, bro, thank you. I, you know, I will pray. I will pray for you. And then I saw him, you know, a few days later or talked to him a few days later. And, you know, uh, he he has volunteered how it was going. Hey, this is doing better, but still pray for me. You know what he wants? He wants to, he, he doesn't want to be hurting the spirit of God in him or his family. He doesn't want to do that, okay? And so that's like being real, right? It's being, it's taking the trash out. And so this is so beautiful. You can get closer to God, get filled up by the Holy Spirit since you can't do it on your own. When we open up and we get closer to God and deal with some of these things he sends in, uh, you know, in our life. Um, The restoration of heart can be very helpful for some of us, a lot of us, in a couple of weeks. There are times where you just got to get restored and get hurts taken care of, and then also we need to be restored and we also need to repent as well. And just with the things we know that are wrong, that we're, you know, involved in, not the people are doing to us, that we can make those decisions and make repentance and confession our friend finally let's just let's finish out here notice the contrast there in your bible between the uh between wine and the holy spirit now hopefully what you'll do is you'll take this information and lots of stuff in in in, uh, the bible about the holy spirit these passages just these you know one chapter or two chapters is very full of that but hopefully you'll think about it you reflect on this on your own life you'll continue to study but before we stop Look at it. Let's notice one more time because it's an important point. The, the contrast wine are getting high and the Holy Spirit. The most basic point of this verse is there is a direct parallel between being drunk with wine and being filled with the Holy Spirit. What's the point of the comparison? The issue is influence or control. That's the issue. What influences or controls my life? Under the influence. You know what that means, right? And what disciples need to be and want to be and in the deepening longing of our hearts since God's spirit is there is to be under the influence or control of God's spirit. When you're under the influence, you do or say things you would not normally or ordinarily do. Anybody remember or want to forget? That's what happens when you're under the influence, whether for a, in a negative way or in a positive way. It's exactly true for the Christian filled with the Holy Spirit. Anybody notice the change in behavior of those crazy guys in the book of Acts? Anybody notice how they went from this scared, you know, timid group of people hiding you know, you know, out after Jesus was, uh, was crucified And even with Jesus, so many times they were just missing the point and still just losing it. Well, they got transformed, and there was an amazing change in their behavior, and they started doing and saying and being people because they were under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And it was pretty exciting, for God has not given us the spirit of timidity. But power, love, and self-control, and they prayed together in Acts, Acts 4, and Christians got together to pray, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Some of us, maybe, remember in our life a time where we were really under the influence of God's Spirit, and we were just letting loose and letting him have control. And it's fun. It's great. It's a little scary, you know, out there, but it produces this beauty and this power in our life, in this closeness with God and with his people. All right, what this means. The major issue for me and you, as we go into 2017, in my judgment, is the issue of control. Who has controlling interest in my life? Is it me, is it others' opinions, or is it the Holy Spirit in uh, in my life? It is true that both drunken people And Holy Spirit-filled people have one thing in common. They are both controlled people. Their lives and their behavior are radically changed by what fills them. If a man or woman is filled with anger, then anger controls his or her life. If a man is filled with greed, then greed will dominate his life. If a man or woman is filled with bitterness, then bitterness will control their life. Lust or impurity, it can dominate and control your life. If a man is filled with love and with the Holy Spirit, then love influences everything that he does. When the Holy Spirit fills us, he will have controlling interest in your life and my life. I hope that's going to happen for me and you in 2017. So in reality, being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean I got more of the Spirit. I really have plenty all that I need, all the batteries are in place. It means that the Spirit has more of me. One more time. Being filled with the Spirit does not mean I got more of the Spirit, but the Spirit has more of me. It doesn't happen all at once any more than you get drunk all at once. Being filled with the, the Holy Spirit happens as we continually choose to make certain decisions to live under his. Influence. So I'm going to close out reading the Message Bible once again, this time from the passage in, in, uh, uh, in Ephesians chapter, uh, chapter 4. Worship team, you can come on up, okay? Or, or Rather, Ephesians 5, our theme passage. Here's how the Message Bible renders it. Don't drink too much wine. That cheapens your life. Drink the Spirit of God. Huge dra- drafts of Him. Sing hymns instead of drinking songs. Sing songs from your heart to Christ, sing praises to everything, any excuse for a song, to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we're going to make an impact on this world, North River, you know, we got to loosen up a little bit, get out of ourselves. This little light of mine, this little light of mine and yours has batteries included. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's a gift from God. It's the power to shine. In 2017, we can start the music anytime. We're going to be filled with God's spirit. Let's stand up here. We'll lose our inhibitions and fears, get on with sharing our faith, and have fun doing it.